All right, Oli, why should we automate logistics? Yeah, Matthias, there are many reasons for that. There are reasons that are pretty obvious and other ones that are not so obvious. And this is exactly why we kick off our podcast with this first episode on reasons for automation. So hang on and join us for this first episode. Automation Awakenings, your weekly dose of best practices for logistics automation. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of our podcast together with me, is Oli here in our little office studio and I'm really happy that we are starting with this very, very basic but very important topic at the same time. Yeah, Matthias, I'm also excited because we are kicking off, I think, a whole collection of interesting episodes and we are directly starting with um, the most important topic, why? Exactly. Always start with the why and that's why my first question, yeah. Oli, is what is your top one reason for logistics automation? Well, I already told you there are some obvious reasons, but we can dive into them as well today. And first of all, we have to talk about money. Yeah, True. It's always about money. Every company, every enterprise wants to increase their revenue and yeah. decrease their costs. Correct. Yeah, and if we look on logistics... Um, that the costs are hidden in labor, of course. A lot, um, the, the biggest part of logistics costs are labor costs. Mm. And how can you decrease them? How can you optimize them? Through automation. What sounds pretty obvious is, from my point of view, the main reason why we automate. So you're saying we are doing it first and foremost for cost-saving reasons. And most of these savings are basically sitting in, in labor. And this is where you want to try to tackle with automation technologies like software solutions, like hardware solutions. Is there, maybe for our listeners, is there some kind of, um, I don't know, example you could provide on that? I mean, like, what's the ratio? Like, you know, what do you have to do to really get a nice return on invest? Yeah, that's a typical question. And, uh, you know, many people are asking uh, us and uh, I have a good example here. So let's let's take a very uh, simple example um, from practice. Imagine um, a forklift operator. Okay. Yeah, his main task is uh, to move pallets. A to B, just driving the whole day. A right? to B. And, you know, this is a typical role in logistics. Yeah. And you, you see it in every warehouse. All right, so he's driving these pallets from A to B, and now you would like to automate this task. Mm. And how can we do that? We will use some mobile robots, um, for example, Underrider. Okay. Um, they can uh, just pick up these pallets and transport them from A to B. Okay. And I think we will talk in uh, our next episodes um, further about different types of yeah, sure. uh, robots. But yeah. for today, yeah. let's take this um, Underrider example. And um, yeah, depending, of course, on the local salary, it will pay off earlier or later. But um, to, to give a hands-on example, this underwriter costs, including charger, you know, software and mm. project costs, around 40,000 euros. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're saying I need to spend these 40k euro to make this AGV really run? Um, and to also keep it running, basically, right? By having all periphery you want to see 
Absolutely. And now let's assume even mm. we need two of them. Yeah, because mm, yeah. Uh, the task is um, not so simple or you have a longer route um, or something like that. So let's assume even two of them, we are talking about 80,000 euros and these costs pay off after one year, one year and a couple of months, let's say in, in mid to high cost locations. Mm. So you're saying basically two of these mobile robots can save you one forklift driver. And this is where you start the calculation. This is where the ROI comes from. And um, yeah, as you say, depending on the country, you are moving somewhere around two years, right? Which is which is a really great ROI, I would say. Exactly. Now I can imagine that cool. uh, some of our listeners are already doing the math uh, with their uh, salary in, <laughs> in their country. And yeah, I, I'm curious to get also this feedback from you. But um, yeah, from our experience, it pays off also in low-cost countries. So yeah, um, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, automation is for everyone, as we always say. Correct, correct. And I think um, another reason why cost-saving measures in logistics are so important is that um, it's basically safeguarding competitiveness in logistics. Why? Because logistics is actually a really low-margin business in comparison to other businesses like software or manufacturing. And... You know, each cent you can really save on uh, per unit or per movement or whatever is really making a big difference from my experience. And I think that this is why um, the logistics sector is basically um, listed as one of the major areas for automation, uh, also according to, for example, McKinsey. So I think this is really adding up here. And um, yeah, and the cost savings are basically created by this efficiency gain um, with your yeah, with your labor, with your crew, right? Where you really save heads by using mobile robots or software. Yes. Um, one sad truth you, you learn um, about logistics at the very beginning, that um, you are a cost driver and yeah. no customer is willing to pay that you are transporting um, pallets from A to B. So you are already, when you are starting with logistics, yeah. under cost pressure. You already yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah, that's really a, uh, the point. Mm. And um, it, uh, to gain a competitive advantage um, is a big issue for all people working in logistics. Mm. All right. I think this one is quite clear. It's one of the obvious ones. What else do you have, Oli? Yeah, well, when thinking about current generations of uh, mobile robots, they can be really quickly implemented. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so not like um, some time ago or yeah, yeah, twenty years ago. Um, some of you will know that these projects took a long time, and um, these let's call them robots, but they were pretty inflexible, yeah. and they only could do one a simple task and always the same. Now, with our new generation, we have uh, some cool features which lead to flexibility and uh, adaptability. Mm. Meaning, if I have such a mobile robot uh, in my plant, it will run, first of all, 24-7, mm. yeah, um, without getting bored, um, doing uh, his job, um, fulfilling the requirements, and can uh, adapt um, to the current needs. Mm. So if I have 
strong demand, a lot of uh, pellets to be sent, for example, um, yeah, he can work faster or he can like um, new uh, further robots can be added yeah. uh, to the fleet pretty easily. And um, you're always ready, you know, and yeah. every logistics guy, every manager knows that this flexibility um, is very valuable. Mm. So you're saying basically that the, the offer or the supply of uh, technologies is um, or has reached a certain level of maturity, which is really basically calling for implementing it, right? Because when comparing to the previous times, we now have these really easy to be implemented solutions at hand, which are tested and proven in the field thousands of times and which really bring a quite quick benefit that we just discussed a couple of seconds ago. Absolutely. And you can scale this benefit um, very fastly. Yeah. Yeah, um, you can start easy, like we discussed, my super easy example, moving pellets from A yeah. to B. You can add further robots, further types of robots, and slowly, slowly, you can um, transform your logistics towards automation. Mm -hmm. Cool. I have another uh, reason, which might be somewhere in between obvious and unobvious, or not so obvious. Okay. So I would also bring in resilience. So the resilience of your operation um, will definitely increase when you use robots because obviously uh, most of them do not get sick. Most of them do not quit the jobs. Most of them do not need to be replaced, at least uh, not in certain intervals. And since we discussed this demand of, or uh, this term of return on invest, it's one of my favorite topics, Oli is already <laughs> laughing. Um, we have to also move away from this very commercial, let's say, perspective on it, you know. So we should not only take the commercial benefits, but also take a look into the future and rather take ROI as a risk of inaction, which means for me, I'm making sure that my operations are running smooth, no matter if I'm having a shortage of, for example, forklift drivers, which we see a lot in Europe these days. If we have a pandemic, which, you know, doesn't allow people to come to work for certain reasons, or if I have really a high fluctuation of demand due to VUCA world, all of this can really be tackled with these robots because they are super adaptable, they're available, and they're going to help to make your logistics operations way more resilient than with humans, I would say. What's your view? Absolutely. This um, brings me to uh, yeah, a similar point um, I had on my list. And um, this is um, precision and reduction of picking errors. Mm. Humans, as you, yeah. you said, they are making errors. It's by nature, yeah. you know. Yeah. And especially working long hours in a warehouse, it's a really tough job. And sometimes you need to read very small letters yeah. um, on, on uh, some labels um, without the proper lighting. And um, it, it's really hard. Yeah. And what um, happens that people make mistakes, they pick the wrong box. And this leads to uh, a lot of inefficiency and also might impact the quality. Um, and we increase the risk of having wrong parts at the end of our final yeah. product, which would be a disaster, which again leads to cost, of course, but mm. also can 
yeah, have an impact on the reputation and, and so on. Uh, so a huge risk is, uh, risk is involved here. And what uh, robots do very well, they do mm. always the same in a precise way, yeah. very accurate. Um, Repetitive work, basically. In, exactly. They, they do it. And after eight hours, 12 hours, they will continue working in this precise way. They yeah. will read the barcode and only then they will transport the box, for example. Yeah. Or if they cannot read it, they will bring it to a, a certain place. Yeah. Um, but the, the risk of failure is, uh, yeah, uh, reduced a lot. Totally agree. And I would even add to this another reason, which uh, I have on my list, which is connected to this in a way. I think with automation, you can also help to improve the quality of, of jobs to prevent people from reading small letters in a badly lighted warehouse for eight hours and train them and make them do something more interesting, something maybe more fulfilling as well. So um, that could also be a reason, which is not one of the obvious ones. But I strongly believe that um, automation, let's say, won't kill all of these people job-wise. So they won't, you know, they won't stay on the streets, you know. They'll just get trained to become something else. And I strongly believe that this this new job will be more fulfilling than what they do today if you watch them really doing the same stuff a whole shift for eight hours, which to me would be really a, a nightmare. And I really am, yeah, I'm totally um, yeah, impressed how people can can do some of these tasks with such a precision still. Yeah, absolutely. I can only confirm uh, what you are saying. And I'm also strongly believing that automation will not um, like fire people. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, put it that way. We will, um, we have much better possibilities. We have much more interesting jobs. And honestly, no one is interested in transporting a pallet uh, a couple of hundred meters um, day by day. Day by day. Yeah. Yeah. That's not why, uh, what humans are made for, uh, I believe. Yeah. Totally agree. We are made for creative, um, smart tasks. And these robots make it possible now for us. Um, yeah, to manage them, uh, to improve their work, to work on the processes. Um, so I can only uh, confirm and um, I can bring another factor here and that's safety. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not only that the work um, yeah. will get more interesting, but it's it's just safer. Yeah. Yeah, um, a properly equipped robot with sensors, cameras, um, yeah, what you need. Um will uh, operate safely within your warehouse. It will stop as soon as a human is passing by or yeah. is standing uh, in front of it. And um, it can also take over dangerous tasks like picking from a high rack, from a very high area, for example, yeah. which is uh, the, the final boss of uh, every forklift driver. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you ever tried to pick a pallet from 10 meters high did you? I, I, I failed, actually. You I, failed? I couldn't do it. Okay. No, I, I tried. And you know, you never think about how tough this is. Mm. You you look up 
Yeah. And you only see the lights yep. from the ceiling. Yeah. And you don't see anything. So you're just actually blinded while doing this job. <laughs> I was blinded and I was afraid that the, the pallet will fall down. <laughs> so I said, no, sorry, I'm, I, yeah, I'm totally. too afraid. And I let the professional forklift driver doing this job. Yeah. Although the pallet was empty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They put on purpose a, a pallet of empty boxes there because, you know, they were already afraid that it mm. will fall down probably and I didn't want to destroy some products yeah. or components. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly a fun fact about Oli so for all our <laughs> listeners. Uh, while Oli was a logistics manager in a plant, he also uh, did the forklift driver's license, which I highly appreciate because he knows what he's talking about, at least to a certain extent. And uh, it's good to have these insights uh, also uh, in our podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, maybe moving to another not so obvious reason for automation would be transparency of operations. Hmm. So um, I know from experience and as a fact that most logistics managers in plants or production sites have actually no idea what the forklift drivers are doing the whole day. Maybe you can also relate a little bit to your previous function on this on sure. this early but uh, that's what I see when I'm out at the customer sites so they have no idea and um, if they have no idea they have no KPIs and what is even worse they have no data pool for the for the operations so whatever they want to improve is basically a black box you know so what happens is that they tend to do nothing because simply they have no clear view on what to tackle, where to start, which options they have, which opportunities um, are there. And this is all due to the reason that no one really knows what's going on. No one knows how much is transported from A to B to C to D in a plant. And, and I see this as a major benefit for all kinds of automation activities, because what you have to do is to really digitize your ordering process, right? Otherwise, a robot or a software won't help you. And with this step of digitizing your order, you will automatically create a footprint or a database of your operations on a day-to-day -day basis. And yeah, data is the new oil, right? As people say. Absolutely. And I have another nice sentence for you. Oh, Yes, automation has no mercy. That's a nice one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and why is that? Because a robot will stop operating if there is an error or something strange in the process. And this is what I really love about uh, robots. Um, just to give you another example of the daily life of a, a physical logistics uh, manager. Mm. Yeah, you have your goods receipt processes, um, you receive labels from your suppliers, and... Um, Sometimes these labels, they're not correct. Some information is missing. Yeah. What happens if you have um, a human there? Yeah. Um, he will have a look on the label. Something is maybe wrong. He will quickly reprint it. Yeah. Um, attach it and then um, store it to the warehouse, for example. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Problem solved. But you will never come into the continuous improvement loop with that. Yeah, you will solve the error day by day yeah. in the same way and you will lose time. And this is what I like about automation. 
a robot will stop. He will just say, I cannot read the barcode. Yeah. And somebody has to do something. And it's visible. You see it in the system yeah. that the robot stops. Every day, five times, because of yeah. supplier um, XYZ, um, didn't print the label properly, for yeah. example. Yeah. And here, it's it's the, the start of the continuous improvement cycle. And this comes um, automatically uh, with these uh, projects. And many people are not thinking about it. They are starting with the return on, on investment calculation, uh, where they see how much money I can save. But nobody's talking about uh, quality, process improvements, and so on. Correct. And that's a major pillar to really move on with your organization and, yeah, do continuous improvement work to get more efficient and more cost sensitive in the end. All right. So time is coming to an end. Um, it was a quick one. Very nice. Um, Already? Yes. I had so many further reasons. Yeah, but... Uh, the episode today is about the top reasons. So, right, that's uh, true, yeah. So let's stick to the top reasons. I think most of them are mentioned. Um, however, I do not want to exclude the option to maybe record another episode in the future on some even uh, more hidden reasons. So just let us know if you are interested. And um, maybe before we end, let's have a really quick summary on what these top reasons were, Oli. Yes, absolutely. So let's start um, with the most obvious one, money. We want yeah. to save money. Yeah, um, of course. Totally agree. Um, another one we definitely had was the topic of um, resilience, right? So making your operations more stable, more reliable and adaptable to VUCA. Absolutely. And this goes together with precision and accuracy which was joined by transparency. So creating a database of what you do, when you do, and how you do it. Exactly. Automation with no mercy, but with increased safety. Correct. And that was another big one that we had in today's discussion, which um, was then also rounded up with a bit of the discussion we had on the um, quality of jobs, right? So improving the work life of, uh, of uh, yeah, blue colors, basically. And I think that's pretty much it. So this is our list of the top reasons that came to our mind. Um, yeah, and now we are interested, of course, of your opinion. What are your reasons to automate? We are very exactly. curious. Let us know. Um, I think it's a, it's a journey we are taking together. Uh, all of us working in this in this sector and the best thing we can do is learn from each other so thank you so much for joining this first episode um, make sure to follow us on all available podcast platforms and of course also on linkedin yeah looking forward to your comments and feedback i hope um, yeah we had an interesting first episode see you next monday Goodbye. See you. Goodbye. This was another episode of the Automation Awakenings podcast. Visit us at automation-awakenings.com 